today we are starting our teaching series on Galatians, which is very exciting. And we're going to be looking at the book of Galatians over um, the summer months, over a few weeks. There's six chapters in Galatians, and we're going to be taking a chapter at a time and really doing a deep dive into that chapter. There's a teaching team who are going to be taking us through this series, so myself and Andy Merrick and Luke Merrick. Um, but today I have the joy of rather than just going straight into chapter one, we thought just like we did with the Ephesians teaching series, we thought we would set the context and do a bit of an introduction to the book and a bit of a big picture look at what Galatians is and what it addresses. So before I start today, um, I'd love to encourage you just over the next couple of weeks to take a few moments to maybe read or listen to the book of Galatians in one sitting. Galatians is a letter and I don't know about you, but when I receive a letter through the post, it's very, be very unusual for me to pick the letter up, um, read the first bit, put it down, wait a couple of weeks or a couple of months, pick up the next bit and read the next section. Um, generally letters are written for someone to read them in one sitting. And although we have the beauty over the next few weeks to really do a deep dive into each chapter and look at really what is going on in that chapter in a deep way, study it, pull it out, um, hear what God's saying to us today. Um, it would be great for you just to kind of listen to the letter, just to listen to it, just to allow um, you to just kind of hear it from start to finish. So I did it in preparation for teaching on this and it took 20 minutes. I did it using the listener's Bible. Um, so it just took 20 minutes. So whether that's um, just before kind of the kids get up in the morning or before you go to sleep at night or maybe during your lunch break at work, I'd encourage you to do that. So to start today, um, basically we are going to be looking at four key questions around um, this letter uh, to, to the Galatians. So the four questions are number one, who wrote the letter? Number two, who did they write it to? Number three, why did they write it? And number four, what are the key themes that this letter looks at? So let's just start with that first question, the who. Who wrote this letter? Well, many of us will know and be familiar with the fact that Paul uh, wrote this letter. And Paul was a Jew from Tarsus, which is southeastern Turkey. Um, he was a Roman citizen. And before he became a Christian, um, you know, we know that he actually persecuted the early church. He, he persecuted many, many Christians. Um, but he had a major conversion experience. So he was on the road from Jerusalem to Damascus. He was actually on the way to go and arrest some Christians and bring them back to Jerusalem when suddenly he saw this great light. And um, he was actually blinded by this light quite physically. And he had a personal encounter with Jesus on that road. And it completely turned his life around. He was completely transformed. And three days later, his sight was recovered and he began um, preaching uh, that, the, you know, that Jesus was the son of God. And from that place, he then went on to um, start loads of churches across uh, the regions. And he actually wrote lots of letters to these churches, of which Galatians is one of them. 
Now, earlier this week, we had a Zoom call with some of the leaders uh, who help us lead fire starters. And um, we were just having a social, um, and in any good social, uh, we had a quiz because it was a bit of a games night. And of course, there were just questions on the call. Um, and I don't know about you, but I always find it a little bit awkward or a little bit embarrassing when you do a quiz with Christians, because there's always a Bible round, isn't there? There's always a Bible round. And kind of the embarrassing thing is that there's this sort of like hidden feeling that if you don't score really well in the Bible round, then you're a bit of a phony. I mean, you can score badly in geography or history and not lose face, but really, you know, we all read our Bibles, we're all good Christians, um, and, you know, needless to say, I didn't do very well in the Bible round, so, you know, that's okay. If you don't do well in Bible rounds, it's okay. You, you're still loved by God and you're still a true Christian. Um, so anyway, we had this Bible round, and one of the questions on the Bible round was this. How many letters did the Apostle Paul write? I don't know if you want to have hazard a guess, maybe pop something in the chat box. Maybe you know, maybe you're a Bible scholar, you know how many he wrote. Maybe you just want to give it a good old guess. If Rachel Goodfillin is online, then, you know, you were, you were doing this Bible round with me, so you should know the answer to this. But I'll just give you a few moments to kind of have a, have a guess or let us know how many letters Paul wrote in his time. Okay, I can't see what people are writing. Um, but if you answered 10, then I'm afraid you are wrong. <laughs> it was actually 13. And of course, that might be disputed by some of you. I know that when Anthony was teaching on Ephesians, he said that it's a debated as to whether Paul wrote Ephesians or not. But here's the list that um, we've got, which is kind of commonly known that Paul wrote these letters. So we've got Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, Titus and Philemon. So they are the letters that Paul wrote and of course Galatians was one of those and that's the one that we're looking at today. So let's go on to question two. So question two is who was he writing this letter to? Well it was to the churches in Galatia. Now, Galatia was a Roman province um, in what is now Western Turkey. And fun fact, Galatia got its name from the Western, uh, from the Gauls of Western Europe who began settling there 200 years before Christ. Bet you didn't know that. <laughs> it's hard to know um, actually kind of when Paul wrote the letter exactly, um, but because it resembles um, his letters to, uh, in 1 Thessalonians, a bit more than it does to Romans, Bible scholars speculate that it was written around AD 55. So, you know, that might not mean anything to you, AD 55, just plucked out there. But let's have a look at that in the context of a timeline. Okay, so we've got basically Paul starts churches in Galatia on his first ministry trip there in around AD 40, 46. Then in AD 49, Jerusalem Council grants Gentiles a waiver from Jewish laws. Now, um, that's going to be important. We're going to come back to that um, in a moment. So just remember that AD 49, Jerusalem Council grants Gentiles a waiver from Jewish laws. And then Paul visits Northern Glacier during a second ministry trip in AD 50. And then he writes this letter to the churches in Glacier in AD 55. 
So Paul had visited Galatia in AD 46 and started churches along a strip of territory roughly 300 miles long and 100 miles wide and he'd like taught them everything that he knew. And he then went back to Galatia in AD 50 and continued to disciple the churches there. And it's not until a little while later that he writes the letter to the Galatians. Now, why is that important? It's important because we need to recognise that this letter wasn't written at the start of the establishment of the church in Galatia. It was actually written around nine years later, maybe slightly earlier, but around nine years later. So this was not right at the start of the church. This was as the church was already kind of established. So let's just recap on those those things. So we've covered off like who wrote the book, who wrote the letter. So it was Paul. Who was he writing to? He was writing to the church in Galatia around nine years after the, the first church was established um, in Galatia. So we move on to the third question, which is why did he write the letter? Now, I think that to answer this question, we actually can look at um, look at the tone of the letter to help us answer that question. I think it's quite key to look at the tone of the letter to kind of unpack why he was writing this letter to the church in Galatia. Now you'd think he hadn't been to Galatia for a while, you know, maybe his letter was going to be like, hi guys, how are you? How are things going? I miss you. It's been a while since we've seen you. It'd be great to come. It'd be great to stay in touch. But actually this letter is quite different. You can, you only have to look at chapter one, verse six, to see the statement, I am shocked. Then in chapter three, verses one, you stupid Galatians, or in other translations, oh foolish Galatians. And in chapter one, verse 10, obviously I am not trying to be a people pleaser. Now, Paul doesn't beat around the bush in this letter. There's not really any niceties. There is a little phrase in there that's kind of a slightly nice opening, but really he just cuts to the chase with this kind of this statement, I am shocked. Now, if you received a letter from a pastor or from a friend or from a mentor that started like that, I think they'd have got your attention. I think you would have read it and thought, oh, oh okay, there's something, there's something going on here that I need to, I need to listen to. This person isn't all that happy. And so the question really is, why was Paul so angry and frustrated at the church in Galatia? Now, there are a few themes that this letter covers, but there really is one overriding theme which drives the reason for this letter. And that is, as Paul says in chapter two, that we become right with God, not by doing what the law commands, but by faith in Jesus Christ alone. I'll just repeat that. So he says that we become right with God, not by doing what the law commands, but by faith in Jesus Christ alone. This letter, in summary, is very much a faith versus works debate, or a faith versus law um, debate. Now, this really was a long-standing debate in the early church. And if you remember, we looked at the timeline before, we saw in the timeline that in AD 49, the Jerusalem Council grants Gentiles a waiver from Jewish laws. 
And that was because Paul really believed and was teaching on the fact that, you know, Christians didn't need to follow the laws laid out in the Torah, such as circumcision or eating kosher, like to find their salvation. But missionaries basically had come to Galatia and told them quite the opposite. You know, they'd said, yes, you need to have faith in Jesus, but actually you need to follow um, the law given by Moses to be fully adopted into God's family. Circumcision was a badge of membership. And if you didn't have it, you didn't belong in the family of God. And in addition to pressure from missionaries, let's think about the context here. So we know um, that Romans were setting up colonies and towns in southern Galatia um, all over the place. And they were really eager to maintain that sense of Romanness in those towns or build that sense of Romanness in those towns. And the only people who had permission to be different were the Jews. So I guess maybe the Christians were thinking, well, maybe the Romans will allow us to be Christian if we are circumcised and we follow the laws of the Jews, the laws of Moses. But Paul says, I am shocked. And he follows that with that you are so quickly deserting from deserting the gospel. or You're so quickly turning away from God. Because Paul really, you know, had been teaching them as we said, that it, it wasn't in following the law, but it was that ha having faith in Jesus Christ alone was what was important. And so Paul's tone in this letter, as you'll see as we go through it, is harsh. You know, and it can be hard to understand why, um, why Paul communicates with such anger and intensity. You know, in this letter, he uses um, some of the most vehement language in scripture. Yet in an oddly familiar way, when he detonates his anger over the Galatians and over those who are leading them astray, in some way he sounds like a furious but loving parent. I don't know if you've been in this scenario either as a child or as a parent. Basically, the child is in a position where they're out and they're having fun and they're finding their freedom and it's all great and it's all fun. And then suddenly the situation turns a little dark or it maybe turns a little bit dangerous. And before you know it, actually the situation that, turned, that started out fun actually turns out to be not so clever and not, not so fun. And it kind of places you maybe in a little bit of danger. And the parents' response to that you know, whether said or unsaid, whether just thought in their mind, could be, you, you could have got yourself killed. Or that could have ended very badly. Or that could have ended very, very differently. And you know that that frustration from that parent or maybe that moment of anger comes from a place of deep, deep love and concern for the child. You know, sometimes love is silent, but sometimes love is a vain popping scream. Are you stupid Galatians? A I am shocked statement calling one back from the brink of disaster. And so he uses this language to get his very important message across to the Galatians, that we become right with God 
not by doing what the law commands, but by faith in Jesus Christ alone. So there are just a couple of other themes that I want to touch upon that this letter uh, looks at so that you can look out for it as we go through the series. So in chapters one to two, really Paul addresses the matters that we've talked about here. And, and Andy's going to be preaching next week, teaching next week. And I'm sure he will unpack all of that um, in great depth and, and really like kind of unpack that so much more for us. Chapters three to four then is really about how this gospel that we have you know, we have the good news that we have, is what creates the new multi-ethnic family of Jesus. It's not homogenous. You know, faith in Jesus is what makes us equal with each other. So there's no Jew, there's no Greek, there's no slave or free person, there's no male or female. We are all one and we are all made equal. And this is a really important message in our current context at the moment. And then chapters five to six, touch upon how, you know, Paul talks about how the law is good, but it was a temporary thing in the old covenant. You know, and the law is good, it's a good guide for right living and it plays its part. But actually, as followers of Jesus, what really transforms us is the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, we look at the fruits of the Spirit in that and what the fruits of the Spirit look like. So, you know, this letter is rich with truth um, that we're going to unpack over the next few weeks together as a family. And so as I end, I just really want to recap on kind of what we've heard today about it. So we have number one, the question was who? And we learned that it was Paul that writes this letter. And we looked a little bit about Paul and, and who he was. And number two, who was he writing to? We unpacked that, you know, he was writing to the church in Galatia, but actually that it's as relevant to us today as it was to them. So let's not just think it's for the church in Galatia. Actually, this letter is for us today and what God wants to say to us today. Number three, why did he write this letter? Well, because they had turned from the truth and quickly been influenced to think a different gospel. And he was really wanting to bring them back on track. And what are the themes that are covered in the letter? That all important one that we become right with God, not by doing what the law commands, but by faith in Jesus Christ alone. That we are one and we are equal in God's family. There's no distinction. There's no race, gender, social status that makes anyone more important or better than another in God's sight. And that although the law plays a role in our right living, what truly transforms us is the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. So we are in for a treat, guys. Um, you know, it's strange to think that if Paul had not, um, you know, won his opponents and, and had, you know, if, the po if Paul's opponents had had their way, the gospel might have been kept for Jews and we might never have had the chance to know the love of God. So let's really remember this as we read this letter, that we needed Paul's vain popping anger um, to protect the course of history and to stand firm for the truth that is held within this letter. So I hope that's been helpful in just giving an overview of Galatians as we sort of look at um, diving deeper into it and into the chapters over the next few weeks. 
can I remind you and just encourage you to go away and maybe read Galatians in one sitting and um, just to read it, not to study it, but just to read it. It will take you about 20 minutes and it's a great way just to kind of hear, hear the gospel um, of, of Christ and just hear what he's saying to us as a family today.